I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 267. Joining us on the podcast today is the lovely indie pop star, Thomas Heaton. The Aussie-born but UK-based songwriter and producer made a very welcome return last week with a brand new EP, which was titled Six Songs That Thomas Heaton Likes and Thinks You Would Like Too. It's a brilliant EP, it is well worth your time, and you can find where to stream it in the podcast show notes. While you're there streaming Thomas's music, please give our new Spotify show, This Song Radio, a follow. We had artist Delwater Gap on the show on Monday and discussed his acts to catch at Splendor in the Grass, and we also played some music of his as well. Make sure you're following us across all of our socials to stay up to date with all of our upcoming guests. And as mentioned before, all of our details are in the episode show notes. Our guest today is Thomas Heaton, the cheeky London-based but Australian-raised songwriter, made his way back to the UK in 2020 to pursue music full-time and ended up finding a devoted following of fans who love him for his catchy melody writing, his honest charm and his storytelling ability. The press also seemed to love him, with some referring to him as the Gen Z Matty Healy, while others simply acknowledge his banging tunes and rising star within the industry. Having released a handful of EPs over the years, he graced us last week with a brand new one. It's titled Six Songs That Thomas Heaton Likes and Thinks You Would Like Too, and it's another fantastic piece of work from the young musician. In today's episode, we're talking to Thomas about attending gigs with his sister, how often he tends to make it home to Australia, and his beginning in songwriting. We also discussed this brilliant EP and the possible forthcoming full-length record that may or may not be in the works. We'll let Thomas tell you all about that. And we also probe him to see whether we'll be getting any Thomas Heaton gigs on Australian shores anytime soon. We've put all of Thomas Heaton's details in the episode show notes so you can stream his music and follow him across all of his social media. And we want to say a massive thank you to a different Thomas from Warner Music Australia for his help with this episode. Here is our conversation with Thomas Heaton. What album did you there? We've got... We've got Arlo Parks, we've got Boy Genius... Um, nice, I, I did have a backup. I know that your sister used to take you to, I think, 1975 oh, gigs. Great. Love it. How old's that? Is that, a, is that? That's not a repress or anything, that one? 
I'm actually not sure. It only arrived on the doorstep yesterday, so I have to do oh <laughs> some more digging for the Great. for those details. No, I love it. Great name. Big call. <laughs> big call. Uh, um, for anyone who's not aware, uh, please welcome to this song's yours, Thomas Heaton. Sir, hello. How are we? Hello, Simon. I'm very well. It's almost 9am here in London, so I'm well. How are you? Look, I can't complain for a, let's not say a young man, but I can't complain. It's it's a lovely day. <laughs> it's, 21, so. <laughs> stop it. Stop it, you. Um, look, we very much appreciate your, your time with us, Thomas. It's an extremely exciting time. There's a brand new EP out. Um, firstly, congratulations on this. It is called Six Songs That Thomas Heaton Likes and Things That You Would Too. And I have to agree, we do like them. So the, the title is spot on. Thank you. I'm very glad you do. I appreciate it. Uh, look, of course, I'm I'm very curious. Before we get into the, the nitty-gritty of this EP, I'm curious where the title came from and when you kind of stumbled across this uh, this brilliant name for an EP. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of my close team weren't very happy with it initially, but <laughs> I managed to get away with it because uh, you know I think my last EP was uh, super not serious, but I, I I a lot of it was personal, really personal stories, and like all very like it made so much of it was my life at the time, this and that and everything. But this one has just been like six to eight months of me gathering songs that I really like. And there was no way to make it, in my opinion, especially before album territory, which I'm entering now, there was no way to make it fit into some big, like, you know, the music videos of this, because this happened to me. Like, it, it's just, it <laughs> is what it is, which is a bit of a joke, which is just six songs that I really like. So um, I called it that appropriately, which I'm happy with. <laughs> I got away with it. it you have, and it, I think it, it does work well. It's almost giving the listeners instructions on the there <laughs> to enjoy it. And like, I kind of think it works. So you've done well. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys got your tick of approval. <laughs> when you're, um, I guess, when you're kind of compiling these songs and working out whether they're going to be released as a smaller body of work is there and and obviously we, we don't want to get the label in trouble here that's not what we're here to do but are you ever finding you're trying to look for an overarching theme or you're trying to put it into a certain box or is it just these songs obviously have just been six different songs that seem to work well with one another but are you ever finding that you're trying to shape the songs into something that they're maybe not Totally, a hundred, a hundred percent, and and due to no one's, you know, and I said about label, but actually due to no one's fault but my own, I think, um, just because I I I don't take a lot of myself very seriously in a lot of ways, you know, my Instagram story is probably the best version of that, but I I think <laughs> with my last EP because I took it so seriously and so like there was an overarching theme and there was real stories and this and that. I think I lost a bit of myself in the like, not like in a dark deep way, but like in a, the way of like, you know, I think people would, not really other people. I just, myself, it, it was too serious. And I wanted, I think this time now, even though there's no overarching theme, I'm so much happy, happier that I think that is the overarching theme that there is nothing. There's no serious, motive around it or anything it's just uh more so a reflection of me especially in my life at the moment in which i'm just 
everything is kind of chill, knock on wood. But, um, you know, it's fun. It's happy. It's summery. It's the songs are good songs, upbeat that I like. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm also just trying to find stuff because I feel like there needs to be rather than um, anyone else. But this time I, I said, fuck it. Can I swear? I hope so. <laughs> I have no oh. issue with that. Please go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. It is a very, very fun EP. It's very summary, as you said, and I know that there's a lot more work that goes into it for just one music journalist to kind of condense it down to fun. But there is, a, a, I want to say almost like a spirit on this EP that is this kind of carefree nature. I think that's best embodied in the singles like Georgia and 2009 Toyota. Um mm. From my understanding, when you kind of went into songwriting for some of these songs, there was an element of just going with vibe and then kind of working backwards from there. Um, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, and that, like, I think that has been making this EP uh, a, a million percent. You know, songs like 2009 Toyota were made in Australia, actually. Uh, and, uh, after a week long of sessions with my friend Taka, who I made it with, in which, you know, we were writing songs like I Love the Boy about like this like breakup that my friend was going through. And and then, uh, you know, other songs about not that I did Georgia with Taka, but, you know, Georgia was like saying like it's big, you know, the girl's name is a, also a U.S. state, but it's not her name. It's still a state. So we chose Georgia, you know, that. And 2009 Twitter was just like, we're just going to, fucking word vomit and write and if it's cool then it's cool and it worked out and so i think you know i i think that's something i i want to do again i think because also it can lead you in in places that you don't think that you could not go to but like i don't know write songs about uh it doesn't always have to be entirely honest or truthful about me or my life so i think i definitely would i want to keep doing that i think there's nothing wrong with it either which i just wanted to say for myself <laughs> anyone else <laughs> i'm good at my job i'm really good don't worry guys <laughs> this is not a kpi meeting you are keeping your role to the seat and so you are safe <laughs> i'm curious when when you do songwrite like that does it do, does the process once you've kind of got it started, I imagine it's a lot easier, but sitting down and kind of getting motivated or in, in, in the zone, if you will, um, do you find that part difficult when you're kind of removing some of the structures that you might have previously relied on? Uh, maybe, maybe like subconsciously, because I think it's easy to forget what the song's about. So you are like, oh, oh this doesn't make any sense. Um, uh, but I, starting it, not really, no. I think the biggest thing I've found recently, which is probably where 2009 Toyota came from, if I'm thinking back correctly, is Pinterest is a great place to just scroll until you find something a teenager has written on a bathroom wall. And then, you know, <laughs> so you're like, oh, this is... Um, and I think that's probably where 2009 Toyota came from. It was probably something about a gold plate or a Toyota. Um so starting it, I don't think it's it's much more difficult. But um, I think probably mid song, I don't I can't rely on exact examples. But I, I think mid song, uh, there's definitely probably been times in my life that I've done that, and 
I've stopped mid song and been like, wait, I don't understand what I'm doing. Um, so I would say yes, but I also don't know. It's a really mm-hmm. shit answer. Really sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> no, don't you dare apologize. I'm I'm curious. Are you on? Do you have a burner Pinterest account or are you on uh, no, on Pinterest I'm, loud and proud? I think I'm on Pinterest loud and proud. I might, wait, let me check it. No, I am. It's me. I have 79 followers. Moving up in the world. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> yeah I, I a lot of this is really old stuff but i don't i don't publicly save stuff anymore i, I do it in private no no but, look, that is very fair you've got to kind of keep some of those in, you've got to keep something private to you and personal to you so i can appreciate that yes uh, that's my goal <laughs> um before you just mentioned taka who uh, as you said you wrote in australia with him i know that um You've previously collaborated with one of the guests that we've had on this very podcast, the lovely Lizzie McAlpine. I'm curious for yourself, what does a good collaborator kind of um, entail for you? Or for you, what qualities are you looking for in a good collaborator? Um, I think I've got such a core team of people now that I do a lot of stuff with. And I think all of them... It's different for everyone. I think for me, it's definitely more so. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It sounds really lame, but everyone I collab with is much more a friend than is like a work like mate. And I think <laughs> especially at the moment, you know, while I'm going into like making an album territory, everyone that I am doing it with I can't not like have a beer with or have a coffee with, or if something's not working, just stop and say, fuck it. We'll do, let's go do something else. Um, which is really nice. So I think all of them, I mean, it, that's the biggest thing for me, aside from the fact that obviously the, the just the most talented people that I've ever met. And I'm like, so gracious to know basically. Um, so yeah, I think I, I, that's the biggest thing for me, just because, especially when creating stuff, I think shit goes wrong. Like you just can't, you can't control whether the song works great or doesn't. And yeah, I guess you can sit there all night and decide whether the lyric is and or but. Uh, <laughs> but, but I just think, you know, when it gets, I'm a big fan of when it gets to that point, it's like, it's, what are we doing? This is not, <laughs> let's, let's give it a rest for today or just like start something new. And I think if there's no comfortability to do that and, and be like, let's give up, uh, then uh, I don't know. It's not right for me personally. I think that's my biggest thing. Um, and it t- it's actually take, it's taken me a long time to know that. I think, I think earlier in my career, I used to say to a lot of people in sessions and like in situations like this about, collaborating i used to be like I, I don't like it i like doing everything by myself in my bedroom but i think that's before i you know not dissing anyone i worked with early in my career but that's before i you know found people that 
I agreed with me in that way of being like, yeah, let's what do we do? It's not worth it. <laughs> because like, I also think, you know, what is one day in the grand scheme of things? So just, you know, if it doesn't work today, you do it tomorrow. And if that means on one day you go and have a coffee or get a drink or go get food or just go sit in the sun with whoever you're with and that's perfect. So it was a very long answer, but that's, I think it's the truth. No, I love that. Thank you. Thank you for telling us the truth. Do you, um, I think it is. It's one thing that we've definitely discovered with um, talking to a number of songwriters on this very podcast is that it is always like it's terribly cliche, but it is like a journey that you're continuing to find what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and what ultimately kind of makes the job easier for you to feel satisfied with what you're putting out there and completing. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah. yeah, there's no other way to put it, I think. With um, the mention of heading into album territory, I guess first, and I know that we're talking about the EP, but how are you feeling about heading into uh, this this next stage? Because it is a big, um, not to put any pressure on you, it is it is oh, obviously oh, the oh, debut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I think. I think you know. I've. Uh, I I think. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of people, you know, whether people like yourselves or even people at the label or, you know, friends of mine being like, whoa, like, are you feeling excited? And I think, I think I need to, I think if I think about that too much, I'll get stressed out, but I think I'm, I feel good about it. I'm, I think I know what I'm doing and I think, you know, it's such a weird self-confidence thing. Like, I feel like, you know, as I said before about not taking myself very seriously, I definitely don't, but I think I, you do need to have a little part of you that remembers like, no, you're here for a reason. And like, it sounds wanky and I, I really don't mean it to, but it's one of those things I was like, I, I can make an album. I know I have to tell mm. myself that I'm like, I can, and I know what I'm doing and it's, you know, I know what it will be about and I know what the videos are going to look like. I know what the, the, the name of it's going to be. I know what the cover, you know, I know, well, I know how to do all this, um, so I think if if I just keep that in my head and and push through and I think just don't stop basically um, then I'm it'll hopefully be a breeze. So we'll, we'll so far I, I so far I feel pretty good about it. I've got some songs written and I'm going into a session today to write some more as well. So it'll be good, right, guys? Right? We <laughs> we look. We've got our fingers crossed for you. We're very excited for you, and um, hopefully, Wait. whenever it does come out down the track, please come back and have a chat with us about the album. Um, I would love that. The uh, we've, I guess, the the nice thing about releasing music in 2023 is the fact that I think that the old model or the traditional model did used to be, you know, you release two singles, maybe an EP, and then an album, and with the fact that we've got streaming services, we've got the internet, Bandcamp, whatever artists want to use, you've almost got that. As you said, you've you've done this before. You've released multiple EPs, multiple releases. Um, mm-hmm. You've got the, and and not to be um, sucking up to you while you're here, but you've got the charisma of, of a seasoned pro. So I like, <laughs> I, I don't think that there's going to be any issue when we do come to that debut album. And I know that a lot of fans are excited about it as well, judging from the, um, the online reaction to this EP already. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I hope so. I think I, I, I want it to be, I think I've done three EPs now. No, three, four. Well, fuck four. This is going to be four. Um, <laughs> I think I'm super ready for 
fans and myself to be in album world. I think, you know, that's a, as you say, that's a big statement. It's a big moment. And I think that I want that to be my next, I want that. I'm excited for that to be the next, like, like stepping stone, next like goal, I think. So yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. No, no, no. Very, very fair. Um, I'm wondering, Thomas, if we can, I know we're talking about the future, if we can go back to the past, what originally drew you to songwriting? I guess, what was it that originally made you think, yeah, I want to do that and sit down and compose, write, whatever it is? I think, um, I mean, like specific examples, I, like as you said before, the 75 thing, my, my sister used to bring me to to shows of all these artists that were playing in Australia um, for the first time. And, and they were really small shows, which was super exciting. Um, and she used to play their music in the car and this and that and everything. And, you know, that was like the likes of like 21 Pilots, the 1975, Ed Sheeran, all these people that within three years of her introducing me to them, you know, I loved the music originally. And that was, I think, the first time I've ever had music shoved down my throat that wasn't from my mum. And it was from my cool, like, big sister who, like, bought docs. So I was like, well, cool. <laughs> and so I think you know, within within three years of seeing that explode, I it was one of those things that I was like, oh, it's like, not it's possible, but it's one of those things where I think I was so, it sounds very lame, but, like, very inspired by the fact that, they took this tiny thing and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And they were still the same song that we were listening to in the car from three years ago. So, which was so exciting. Um, and, uh, I think that's, you know, that really drives me to get into doing it and trying it. But I like, I've always loved music. I like, I used to, when I was a child, I used to fucking, anytime we had like a, a like a ledge in my house, like a, um, like a raised bit, like whether it's like going into like the living room or like even like a step I used to put on these like theater shows for my mum and mm-hmm. looking back it's just like the worst thing ever and I have videos <laughs> and point so it was like the Lion King for three hours with my plush toys um <laughs> but I've always loved it but I think yeah I, I getting into it at like maybe 13 to 15 age like that was due to my sister taking me to shows and showing me all these artists that then just became the biggest artists in the world so uh it was super interesting to see that I think yeah that's awesome do you um I know obviously you're in London your family is in Australia and I know this has been talked about for the last number of years so I'm not going to harp on it too much in terms of (laughs) any of the differences I'm curious do you still get to enjoy many gigs with your sisters now with the uh with the distance between obviously no don't our last gig together was post malone um <laughs> at rod lever arena uh, awesome. which was but uh i'm very lucky now you know i actually said to her the other day which was a really sweet message i was like i can't believe i get to I, it was the first time i think i've ever been like this is cool to her but i was like i can't believe i get to say this but do you want me to, I, I know a couple, oh, sounds really wanky. I don't like saying it like no, this. No judgment. Guys with, uh, who work with 75. Um, and I texted her and was like, do you want me to see if they can get you tickets? And I, I managed to make it work. And it was very, it was like a nice, like full circle moment, which was very sweet. Um, but no, we don't get to go together anymore, but more so now she just texts me to see if I can get, do that, get tickets for, <laughs> Which is kind of offensive, but I'll I'll let her have it. <laughs> it's fine. 
it's I get that you kind of gave her the introduction. Uh, sorry, she gave you the introduction to music, but it seems like at some point there's going to be a cap for repaying back. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I agree. <laughs> so, how many guest list tickets is that? <laughs> um, speaking of going to gigs with your sister, and I know this is a terrible segue, but I'll acknowledge it. Um, can we expect to maybe see you? I know, I think you were down here in Australia, la- I want to say last year in 2022. Yeah, I think it was that April, May last year, I think. Yeah. Yes. Can we um, Can we expect to possibly see you back anytime soon in support of the EP? Uh, oh, actually, I was I was there this Christmas, but I didn't play any shows. Um, uh, <laughs> can you, I would love to. I, I don't think anything, I haven't heard anything at the moment, but, you know, I... Uh, Oh, I opened for Remy Wolf. Never mind. I opened for Remy Wolf in uh, <laughs> January. <laughs> ah, yes, I remember that. Um, no, I do. Uh, that was fun, but that was uh, not a headline. But uh, headline stuff, I'd, I'd love to. Some festivals. Australian, fe- you know what? Australian festivals are the best ever. They're my favourite vibe of festivals ever. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the Australian in me just comes out and I just feel so at home but the the vibe of australian festivals is great so i i don't have anything planned at the moment but i really hope that this uh maybe more so towards the end of the year over summer i can get down and play some shows which would be very exciting even if it's not for shows even if there are simply um as you said before christmas even if it's just family obligations i know australia will be glad to to have you back um for, for an extended period of time i'd love it I really want to put this on the record last time I came back to Australia it was the 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 peak of COVID and I did one of those quarantine hotels for two weeks and the amount of uh like preparation stuff there was I don't know I really just want to put this out of the world the amount Mm -hmm. of preparation stuff there was to like when I was here it was like I had to you know, get these like forms like signed by this person like my mom had to like do this thing like it was crazy and i got there and the guy at border patrol and i was like hi and he goes oh hi hi back for chrissy mate yeah <laughs> <laughs> was 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 lovely border patrol man <laughs> back for chrissy mate i loved it anyway <laughs> i enjoyed it a lot we that might speak to what you were saying before about the the festival crowd so something about the Australian um, public that is just a little bit more relaxed or have not friendly. What's the word? Um, as you said, back for, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas, um, we would usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to. I will get to that in a second. I wanted to put a slight variation on it for yourself today. Cause I did hear somewhere this year that you're trying to read more. You're trying to read more books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to definitely. ask how that's going and what you're currently reading, or if you've got any recommendations from what you've already read. It's going good. Yeah, I've read a couple. I've read way more than I've ever read. At the moment, I'm reading The Creative Act by Rick Rubin. Um, very good book. Uh, I think it's, you know, I think he's one of those people that is just a world full of advice. And I think even if you're not a musician, I think you can take it into, I assume you could take it into a million different fields of whatever you're in and just uh come out with something better i think uh but other than that well sorry my mom got me one of those financial uh what's it called the i can't find it but it's like financial advice book pretty good (laughs) anyone needs (laughs) advice i'd probably recommend that one 
Um, <laughs> I'm a creative act. Very good. If I read any more, I'll let you know. Next time we do this. Please, please. I'm I'm very... Um, the Rick Rubin book is the next one on my list. So I'm very curious to see what you think of it when you finish it. Because, uh, yes, no. um, very excited about that. As we mentioned, we usually ask what they're currently listening to. Is there anything that uh, is currently on your record player, your streaming service uh, on high rotation? High rotation at the moment is Dancing in the Courthouse by Dominic Fike. Uh, I'm on a huge Dominic Fike train. I think his album's about to come out as well, which I shouldn't say because my EP's coming out. Always out. So go listen <laughs> to that. But um, uh, no, I'm I'm on a huge Dominic Fike train right now. So I'm very excited for his album. And when that comes out, that's all I'm going to be listening to, I think, for the next <laughs> three years. Look, that is very fair. And as you said, there are both releases can come out and both uh, can be celebrated and people can be excited about. Um, Thomas, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and congrats on six songs that Thomas Heaton likes and thinks that you would too. And we, as we said at the start, we do. So, um, but yeah, thanks again for coming onto the podcast, mate. Lovely. Thank you, Simon. It's very sweet of you. It's been a pleasure.